Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another knee-jerk stream, of course, for Game Week 4. Because Game Week 3 is finished. And uh, yeah, one more week before the international break. So we're going to talk about all the stuff that happened in game week three, what that now means for game week four. And uh, I hope you're all doing well. Pretty good week for me. I got 56 points. Second week in a row with 56 points. Another green arrow up to about 220k. So things are going pretty well. Pretty well so far. I've just noticed I've got a bit of a, maybe a stain or something on the sleeve of my t-shirt, which nobody would have noticed unless I pointed it out. Yeah, not looking good. Should really wear clean clothes to these streams. Udogi, pretty decent. Yeah, Udogi's on my bench. It is what it is. I'm not really bothered about that decision. I had three defenders with three home games. I felt like it was an okay decision. Game week four, wildcard active. Not sure many people need a wildcard yet, but possibly you could. Chaz on 62 points. Took out Nunez for Alvarez. Look, getting rid of Nunez was the right decision. Great today, of course, when he came off the bench, but he didn't start, right? So he made the right decision. These things happen sometimes. How Newcastle didn't put that game to bed with a uh, man advantage, I do not know, but this is football. That sometimes happens, right? Is Sterling a must? No. Is Sterling potentially going to be my transfer in this week? Yes. Thought he looked great against Lou. I actually think Sterling, I said this last week, so this isn't hindsight. I actually think Sterling's been good in all three games for Chelsea. But in the first one, it was more just the link-up play with Reese James. He didn't necessarily have too many chances in front of goal. I thought it was the same against West Ham. And then uh, he kind of went one step above that, really, against Luton and looked great. And we can say, well, it was a great fixture. But we've also got a lot of good fixtures to come. So, I, yeah, I like Sterling. Nailed. Minutes are good. Not much to dislike, really. 53k for me before today's games. So did you go up or down? <laughs> Isaac played bad. I mean, look, Isaac was a massive, massive knee-jerk after the first game week, right? We knew he had harder fixtures after that. Newcastle, Liverpool. Okay, they were down to 10 men, not ideal. But Liverpool's always going to be an easy, a harder game than like an Aston Villa or something like that. Um, and then next week they got Brighton, right? So that I mean, that might be a bit easier, but given that Brighton haven't kept a clean sheet in three games. But ultimately, it was a massive knee-jerk for Isaac after game week one. And the real time to be looking at him is really game week four, maybe game week five onwards. But he keeps getting subbed early. Like, it's now... I think he lasted till the 71st minute this time. The previous two games, it was before the 70th minute. Like, Wilson's always going to be there. So I, I don't... I don't... It's not that I have no interest in Isaac... But I'm not sure about that move. And also, Champions League is going to start soon as well. So are we going to see Isaac start every single game? I'm not sure. And that's kind of my my worry with him. I could be tempted. We'll see how Jackson does. Obviously, Jackson's off the mark now. Hopefully, that continues. And if it does, I might not even need Isaac. So I haven't got a space. I've got two up front. Also, we should say, big news today. Cameron Archer has officially signed for Sheffield United. 
So that player third on my bench with zero points is soon going to be one or two points every single week because I think he I think he has to start for Sheffield United, to be honest. I don't know whether he definitely will in game week four, but after the international break, I'd be surprised if he's not starting most weeks. Could be another Ream Brewster, but for now, I'd absolutely take the one or two points off the bench if needed. I might even, in fact, for game week four, I've actually got him first on the bench ahead of Kabori and Saliba, but I might change that. I'll see. Maybe I got a bit excited. A bit excited. Okay, um, let's answer some of these questions. David, two free transfers, sell Gabriel or play Udogi and take the team value loss. Um, I mean, there's not like Gabriel probably is going to go down in price again this week. At some point, you got to get rid of him. So you got two free transfers, you got to use one. If you have a more important transfer to do, then playing Udogi is not a problem. I'm playing him in game week four probably. So it depends what the other move would be. Richard, what to do with Foden? Was going to move either Rashford or Fernandez to Sterling. Now it seems obvious to move out Foden instead. Why is it suddenly obvious to move out Foden? People only just got him in. He missed today's game through illness. Or at least he didn't start because of illness. So he should be fit and available for Fulham at home. So surely if you've got Fulham, it's a hold, right? Kieran, uh, 411k for me. Doing my girlfriend's team and she's 63k. Nice. Just remember, and this is for people that are doing well and bad. Or they feel like they're doing bad. With three game weeks in... Overall ranks will be really close together. Like, I'm, what, 192 points and ranked just inside the top 220k? There'll be people on, like, 195... Uh, sorry, 189 points, so, like, three behind. that are probably, like, 500k or something like that. That's how tight the ranks probably are. So, don't panic about it too, too much. I, got me, I did... Obviously, I love the fact that Foden was benched, but... I, I'm not going to gloat and say I told you so because he was ill, right? There's no fun in that. I wanted him to be benched just because of Pep Roulette, but it was just illness, so he should be back next week. And so if you've got if you got Foden for Fulham at home, I don't see why you would want to get rid of him, to be honest. Also, who could have predicted that Rashford and Fernandez would return against Nottingham Forest at home? It's just unbelievable. I can't believe it happened. I might have to keep him now. I mean, I was going to keep them even if they blanked, so it doesn't really matter, but definitely going to keep them now. Definitely going to keep them now. Do you agree that Madison is the one to bring in this week? Martinelli out. So I'm probably... my One of my potential transfers this week is Martinelli out. Jesus is back now. I think that's good for Martinelli, but I don't know if I want to wait and find out because I don't have any transfers to make again this week. And I, I don't, like, if I look at my midfield, so this is my team for next week, right? So Pickford in goal, Chilwell, Estupinian, Udogi defence, and then I've still got the same midfield, Rashford, Fernandes in Burmo, Martinez, Saka, and then up front it's Jackson and Haaland. The only players I think I can take out are Estupinian or Saliba, who's on my bench, or Martinelli. I think that's it. I don't want to sell in Burmo before Bournemouth at home. No chance. Saka's obviously still first choice penalty taker. He might not take every penalty, but it looks like he is still first choice. Rashford and Fernandez, I don't really have too much interest in selling. Chilwell can't go anywhere. Udogi's fine for the bench. So it's really just Eshpina and Saliba and Martinez. Maybe Pickford in goal, yeah. But I can't get rid of him before Sheffield United away. Two shots on target. That's all they conceded against Wolves. It, it, this feels like a... This feels like a Edison situation all, all over again. Uh, I'm probably going to ride the Pickford train until game week eight, I reckon, or nine. I suspect that's what I'm going to do. Salad to Sterling works out very nice. Yeah, if you've got Sterling, happy days. Like to get the price rises, the extra points before everyone else jumps on. Love it when that happens. You kept Darwin for two weeks and I knew he was not going to start, so I replaced him. Yeah, look, that happens. You, like, of course you can be frustrated about it, but you, deep down you should know that was a good decision to sell Darwin Nunez. Like, and, and it sucks that you lot, you didn't get the points, but... You made a good decision. If you keep making good decisions, hopefully, eventually, it doesn't always happen, but eventually you'll get the points, right? Ariola is looking good for a main keeper. Yeah, I mean, there probably is an argument to go two, four millions. Uh, I might look at Ariola at some point. The thing is, West Ham have got two, a uh, couple of bad fixtures now, haven't they? They've got, um, or, or worse fixtures, slightly worse fixtures. I mean, Luton away is good this week, but then it's Man City at home, Liverpool away. But from game week seven onwards, yeah, I mean, bringing in Ariola might not be a bad shout. Could just be permanent keeper, to be honest. Not even rotation, just play him all the way from game week seven to wild card. I just don't know. I, I just can't. I can't take Pickford out before Sheffield United away. I know he's not great, but like 
people going on as if like every other keeper is amazing. And look, Flecken's got a few saves, so I think I think he got four points of that clean sheet this week. But only Edison and Vicario have got more clean sheets. Uh, sorry, I've got two clean sheets. So every other goalkeeper has only got one more clean sheet than Pickford. And most of us didn't play him in game week two anyway. And most people with Johnston and Flecken, etc. And Anana even, would have benched them in game week two. So it's, it's like... I, it's not a good pick. If I was wildcard and there was no chance I would have Pickford. But I still don't think it's worth a transfer with Sheffield United away. So I'm going to keep him for that. And then game week five, I'm going to play Turner anyway against Burnley at home. So... I've only got to play Pickford once the next two weeks. Feels okay. And I think I think I think it's a bit like the Watkins transfer last week. I kind of just want to get ahead on on transfers. Uh, and by the way, with Martinelli, I don't think I think Marseille is exactly like Watkins last week. Like in game week three, I didn't need to sell Watkins, but it made the most sense for my future plans. And I think this week it's kind of similar with Marseille. Like he doesn't need to be sold. If he's in your team, it's not a problem. He's starting, Jesus is back. Arsenal will definitely score against Man United, and he'll probably do well, but I think there's better options at the moment, and I've got the luxury of having no transfers to do it, so I'm probably going to bring in Sterling or Madison. I've put Foden on the initial transfers on the ticker, but I'm not going to go for Foden. I feel like I had to get him last week if I was going to go for him, because that's one less good fixture gone. Uh, or, yeah, one, one good fixture's gone now. They've still got a bunch coming up, but we're getting closer to international break. Doku being integrated into that side. Bernardo Silva's fit. They want to buy Nunez as well, the guy from um, Wolves. And I don't think he's going to take necessarily many minutes from Foden, but it's another midfielder to put in there. So I don't... I just... I just don't think I can buy Foden now. I'd just rather go for players with minutes. They're such a less... They're just such a... Less of a headache. So I'm probably going to go Madison or Sterling. Between Madison and Sterling, the reason that I'm kind of leaning towards Raheem is because he's got... A bunch of good fixtures in a row like Chelsea have still got let me just put the fixtures up here Forest in fact let me just go on to this screen a second they got Forest at home Bournemouth away Villa at home Fulham away Burnley away like I feel like I can just bring Sterling and not worry about him till game week nine now Madison long term I still think is a great pick and if I had him there's no way I would get rid of him but after Burnley away and Sheffield United at home it's Arsenal away and Liverpool at home which aren't as good. So I think next four, Sterling's fixtures are better. Next six is maybe a little bit closer because Madison gets to play Luton away and Fulham at home. So I, I don't know. I think if I'm going to go one, I'm probably going to go Sterling. I, I do like Madison though. He's just he's just key to anything that Spurs do. Like the goal was a run in behind the defence, right? He was kind of the furthest man forward. He's playing balls in all the time. If Richarlison could get his feet sorted out, he'd have an assist. Like, Madison could have had more than one return yesterday. Or, or on Saturday, whenever it was. So, I, I think between the two, it's, it's quite close. I suspect I'll go with the fixtures. What to do with Odegaard? Probably keep him. Unless you've got luxury of moving him out. He's a bit like Martinelli, really. I mean, Odegaard might take penalties again in the future. So, that's one thing to bear in mind. If you had a Nana, would you transfer him out as playing Arsenal and Turner has Chelsea? No idea who will start. I would probably just keep an Nana. I don't think he needs to be sold. I mean, Man United. I mean, Man United need left back. Some of the names they're getting linked to: Kukurea, Regulon, Marcus Alonso. I mean, when you say those names out loud, it doesn't sound great. I mean, if we could get Kukurea from Brighton, that would be good. If we get Kukurea from Chelsea, not good whatsoever. Romano, how's it going? Saka or Fernandez? If you could only keep one on wild card, I, I, I think I keep Fernandez. I think, I think Fernandez has been great so far. He's always going to have penalties. Saka will mostly have penalties. And also, Fernandez's underlying numbers are a little bit better. I know he's, uh, he's a bit more skewed towards assists, but it's not like Saka's goal threat is massively high. So I think I'd keep Fernandez. I think Man United's fixtures are slightly better as well. Ashley Young to Man United, surely not. Paolo went from 685k to 10k. Wow. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. That sounds very sarcastic, but it's not, it's not meant to be uh, sarcastic. Kukure would be a good sign. He was only bad for Chelsea last season when everyone was bad for Chelsea. Yeah, there is a player in there. Like, we all saw him in Brighton, but I do worry a little bit. Um, like, I wonder... I, I, I don't think Man United are going to go and play, like, Man City anytime soon. But I feel like Kukure is quite good as a left centre-back. 
So you could put Dallow right back, get rid of Wan-Bissaka. I, I, I like Wan-Bissaka, but he's not great going forward still. So I think you put Kukurea in and you kind of build up in that back three and let Dallow move forward a bit. I think that could work, maybe. But let's see who Man United bring in first. Can't imagine Chelsea going to want to let Kukurea come to, come to Man United. Love I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All these people considering Rodri and Enzo Fernandez as actual picks. I'm telling you now, right, if this was a season a few years back when players were actually priced correctly... Enzo Fernandez would be a genuine pick because he's 5 million. He's playing a bit more advanced. He's on a lot of set pieces. He's probably still got penalties. I suspect he'll get another chance. So for 5 million, Enzo Fernandez is a great pick in previous seasons. But this year, it's so easy to get a good midfield. There's no point in using a spot on him. And as kind of predicted and talked about, I think people are going to genuinely start looking at tripling up on Chelsea. Potentially. I mean, it won't work for everyone, but Chilwell, Jackson, Gusto, Sterling are options. Sanchez and Gaul as well. So you probably wouldn't want uh, Enzo Fernandez. Kudos is such a great signing for the Hammers. I agree, yeah. He's officially confirmed by West Ham now. I think he'll be I think he'll be priced at six point five million. Like FPL quite lazy. Same price as March and Matoma. Um same price as Diaby, of course, as well. Same price as Barnes. So I think he'll be 6.5 million. Maximum he'll be is 7, which is the same price as Bowen. But I think he'll be 6.5. Whether or not... The thing is, he if he plays this week, he could be a massive... Um, a bit of a gamble, obviously, but a bit of a punt as well because they got Luton. And Luton then did not look good against Chelsea. And West Ham started well. But I don't know if he would definitely start. Having doubts about Isaac now since he got subbed today. But he's been subbed in the previous two games as well. Is Jack the thing is if you've got Isaac, he's about to become better. So I'd probably hold on to him. I, I'm I've got no plans to get him, but after game week four, the fixtures are pretty good. And look, Brighton is not a bad fixture either. Not for an attacker. Uh Anish, thank you very much. Benjamin, would you consider Pedro to Morris for a minus four? Mm, I don't I don't know if I could, I don't don't know if I would do it for a minus four. Are you sure you definitely want Morris? You got no money to go up? I mean Morris is fine for five point five, but if you can get more money, it would be better. Is Salah going to play next game week for Liverpool? Uh, I suspect so, yeah. Uh, Vardiol for Saliba and Son for Rashford. Is that a good transfer? I would not be transferring Rashford out. Uh, Vardiol for Saliba, it's okay. I, I'm still not convinced that Vardiol plays every week, but I can say that about every Man City player. I just don't know is the answer. I don't, I don't know if Saliba needs to be sold. Everton away and Bournemouth away, you could play him in those two fixtures. It depends. I mean, I might sell Saliba soon, so I'm not saying you have to hold on to him. The one thing I don't haven't seen many people, the one thing I've not seen many people asking, which I'm surprised about, is Estupinian. Is he sellable? Is Estupinian sellable? No clean sheets in three games, and in the next six fixtures, they've got Newcastle, Man United, Villa away, Liverpool, and Man City. I, I think there's one clean sheet for Brighton in the next six. I mean, it's FPL and football, so they'll probably get two or three. But I think if we're looking at the fixtures. There's one clean sheet in the next six. So he has to get a lot of attacking returns to then be an option. So I, I wouldn't... I, basically, I won't go out of my way to sell SGP now, I don't think. But if someone was selling him, I, I don't think it's as crazy as you probably think it sounds. <laughs> I don't play him for clean sheets. We like clean sheets though, right? Andy was trying to tell you to start Udogi on the deadline stream. Uh, no, not, not, I didn't tell everyone to start Udogi. I mean, it's the same with Gusto, right? I didn't, some people, it made sense to bench him. Some people, it made sense to start him. Like, I think for people that had Gabriel and Udogi, I said to start Udogi, but it didn't matter in the end. 
Also, I'm thinking about start. I'm thinking about starting a uh, a new mini league for the poor Saliba owners that only have 14 points. When there's Gab- people who've played Gabriel for three games in a row and have Gusto on the bench, they're now on 16 points. So they're actually ahead. So I'm thinking about starting a mini league for poor Saliba owners. Now behind. You were trying to tell me. Look, I, honestly, I don't. I really don't think it's a bad decision to bench Doggy for me. I really don't. I had three players, great home fixtures, happy days. I don't regret moves like that, to be honest. Just no point. I've benched him for five and 12 points now, though, so I know what's going to happen um, this week. Definitely going to concede to Burnley. Uh, yeah, Burnley. He looked good, though. I'm happy that I own him. Hopefully he starts going up in price a bit. I'll get some price raise. He's been on my uh, on my bench since game week one. Okay, no one really acknowledged the um, <laughs> the Saliba League. That was just a joke, by the way. Don't take it too seriously. Fernandes and Rashford have to be on the bench. Arsenal will cook. No chance I'm benching those two against Arsenal. If anything, it's actually a good fixture for Man United, given how they play. Like, Rashford on the break. On the counter. Decent. Who to get for João Pedro? I mean, a lot of it obviously depends how much money you got, right? Do they make my violins that small for this new league? Honestly, you know, business cat, you just know what I was talking about last week. Just the the additional points, like I've lost, I've lost at least twenty one points. I've lost in, in a few game weeks. If I know Kuda starts, I'm one hundred percent backing him Friday night. I like it. I like it. I still have Gabriel Shaw and Pedro one free transfer wild card. I mean, you've got three other defenders, right? So you don't necessarily need to play Gabriel and Shaw. You could take a hit. Had Gusto on the bench. A lot of people would have done that. What do you think about Ward Prowse as an FPL asset? I, I don't particularly like him, to be honest. Like, West Ham have got two tough fixtures after um, after the, after the Luton. So I, I, I just don't see where he fits in. Really. I, know he's got ret- I know he's got three returns already. I'd be very surprised if he keeps that up. I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not Ward Prowse's biggest fan, but maybe he'll be better for West Ham than he was at Southampton. I just feel like he ticks over, but you don't keep players for the whole season. I've said this so many times, so I just don't. I, don't, I just don't rate him as an FPL option. But I could be massively wrong about that. I'm wrong about a lot of stuff, so there's no reason that this wouldn't be <laughs> just another just another example of that. West Ham have got big lads ready to take his deliveries. They have, yeah. Like I don't, I don't think he's a bad option. I just, I've got no interest in him really. Any news on the Udogi injury? Saw he came off early. He should be fine. Yeah, he should be fine. That's what uh, Postecoglou said. I think. What to do with Salah? Uh, I think same as last week. Keep him if you don't need the money. If you need the money, you can sell him. Who to sell? Eshipinian, Saliba, Trippier, XA, XG, not so good. I know bad fixtures, but it's still terrible. Is he worth the move? Is Diaz better? I think I'd rather have Trippier than Diaz. I think you at least get some attacking potential. And they have had tougher fixtures. So moving forward, you'd hope they'd be okay. Obviously, Botman uh, got an injury and he went off today early. So we'll have to wait and see how long he's out for because that wouldn't be great for the Newcastle backline. Out of selling Saliba and Eshipinian, I'm a little bit unsure... I think it depends on the rest of your defense and who, uh, when you need to play them. Because if you need someone for game week five and seven, then Saliba's got Everton away, Bournemouth away. Whereas Eshipinian, you'd want to bench him in game week five, I think. And probably game week seven as well, and eight and nine. This is why I think he's sellable, by the way. Newcastle at home, Man United away. Bournemouth at home is good. Then it's Villa away, Liverpool at home, Man City away. I think, I think he's potentially sellable. Obviously, if you can bench him in the tougher fixtures... And work around it. And it's not a problem. Because I think after those fixtures, he looks good again. I, I still think I will be looking at going for Trippier. That that will probably be the move that I end up making. Probably not this week, though. I, I think I think defender moves for me are quite tricky. Because it makes if I go this week for a defender, it makes sense to go Man City. But in by game weeks five and six, I'd rather have a Newcastle defender in that spot instead. So unless I've got... I, I could potentially have the money to get both Diaz this week and Trippier in a couple of weeks as well. Because when I do Martinelli to Sterling, I have like 2.4 or something like 2.3 million in the bank. So I could do both moves. 
But obviously, if I ever need to upgrade Jackson back to Watkins or upgrade Sterling to Madison or Foden or whoever it is, I'd have to then start making defender transfers back out again. So I'm not sure about putting all that money in my defense. So there's part of me that just thinks, play Chilwell, Eschipini and New Doggy this week and hope for the best and just do Martinelli to Sterling and just get Trippier in game week five and just leave it at that. Bench Eschipinian, sell Saliba. That's kind of what I'm thinking. So I, I can't massively help you on the Saliba Eschipinian thing. I think Arsenal better defence. Then it comes down to which fixtures and stuff you really want to play. Uh, Captain Sano or Haaland? Haaland. And is it worth it to load up on West Ham this week against Luton? I would say no because the two fixtures after that are pretty bad. Do you know what? I said Captain Haaland. I don't even know. I can't remember who uh, Salah's got. He's got Villa at home. I mean, it's pretty good. Not a bad fixture. But I take Haaland against Fulham. Surely template stays, maybe a Villa player in. Uh, I'm not sure what you mean by the template stays. I won't be getting a Villa player in with Liverpool now this week. I think game, a game week 8 or 9 might be right. Uh, AZ, really bad call. Virgil's red card. Ref and VAR should be punished. I think it was a perfectly fine call, really. I think I have no Liverpool players just speaking my mind. On other news, Ster- Sterling in, Martinelli out. <laughs> um... Look, it was definitely a foul. Like, it was definitely a foul. I don't really know what they were arguing for, apart from the fact, obviously, everyone argues because they don't want to get sent off. But it was a foul. He completely wiped Isaac out. In my opinion, anyway. I'm sure lots of you will agree. So then it's just down to whether or not it was a clear goal-scoring opportunity. Maybe you could debate that. But he was through on goal, right, if, uh, if Van Dijk doesn't make that tackle. So it's maybe a bit harsh, but I don't think it's really that... I don't think it was a really bad call at all, which I, I know, and I know loads of people are going to disagree, but that's just that's just for me. A definite foul. So then it's just whether or not he's last man and clear goal scoring opportunity, and I think he was. So I think it's fair, unfortunately, and I don't think they got much of a leg to stand on. I'll tell you now, they ain't going to appeal it. That's for sure. And if they do, they won't win. Trent was fouled for the first yellow. Um, I don't want to do like a Premier League manager on this, but I can't really remember the first yellow for Trent. I do know that for the second one, he was lucky where he pushed Gordon. Like basically, if Trent hadn't already had a yellow card, he definitely would have got a yellow card for that foul on Gordon. So potentially he could have been sent off as well. But I'm not saying whether the first one was right or wrong because I can't really remember it. The rules say it wasn't a red card and it will be appealed. Klopp alluded to it and it should be overturned. I'd be very surprised if that happens. But anyway, I don't want to get too stuck on that. It's done now. I'm worried if Chelsea get in a new forward by the deadline, especially if I bring in Sterling and Jackson. I think whatever happens, Sterling's nailed. I I don't see... like They've got a lack of experience in that team. They've got a lot of young players. They need someone like Sterling. You just don't bench him when he's playing like this. And they've got no Europe or anything either, so there's no need for rotation. So Sterling on the right, Sterling on the left. I think he plays no matter what. With Jackson, that is potentially an issue. I mean, Pochettino did say he thinks Jackson... What did he say? Something like Jackson's got the potential to be one of the best ever in the Premier League for Chelsea or something like that. Maybe it wasn't quite that much, but it was similar. And look, he's off the mark now, so that's a big boost to confidence. He's put up really good expected goal numbers, by the way, in the first three games. Obviously, don't compare it to Haaland, because Haaland's ridiculous, but 0.53 against Liverpool, 0.79 against West Ham, 0.71 against Luton. They're good numbers for a forward. So if he can keep... If he can get another couple of goals against Forest then you'd hope he would keep his place. But obviously, if Pochettino can get someone in with a bit more experience, maybe allows them to play in a different way, then yeah, his minutes could be an issue. If you don't already own Jackson, the transfer deadline is 11pm on Friday, and the FPL deadline is half six on Friday. The chances of a big transfer going through in the four and a half hours after the FPL deadline are probably quite slim. At least, you know, a move that we aren't already hearing about. And these days, you hear about every transfer, you know, every little bit, right? You know, the player's on the train, the player's having a sandwich, the player's off the train now, the player's getting an Uber. Like you just hear, okay, maybe not quite that detail, but you know what I mean, right? We know exactly which transfers are happening all the time. There's no secrets anymore. So I, would, I wouldn't worry, but they might sign someone before that. And obviously, we'll talk about that as we go through the videos this week. But I think I think I think Jackson's promising. I think he looked quite good again against Luton. He's definitely raw, and I've k- keep saying that. Where I don't know, he always sometimes seems to get like his legs in a bit of a twist. But overall, I thought he's quite good. He holds the ball up well. He's got such a good turn of pace. 
He's getting into the right positions all the time. I think he's quite good. He's young, though, so there will be spells where he's just not great for FPL. All right, they probably don't get an Uber, but, you know, you get the idea. What to do with Johnston with the new goalkeeper coming in? Yeah, that is a tricky one because I don't think Dean... So Dean Henderson is going to sign for Crystal Palace. I don't think he moves from Man United to be number two. But it doesn't mean that he's got a guarantee he's going to be number one straight away. I think I think you wait... The thing is, as Johnston owners, you've got Turner on the bench. So I think you play, uh, you play Johnston this week and then you probably play Turner game week five anyway and then just see if Dean Henderson comes in. Because the week where Dean Henderson does come in, you're going to have Turner anyway, even if it's a bad fixture, and then you can make the decision. I think if we get any indication the move's going to be made before that and you've got a spare transfer, you can do it. But for now, I'd probably just hold Johnston and just play him. Saudi transfer windows open till the end of September. But that's obviously for sales out, not sales in, right? You know, Chelsea can't buy a striker from Saudi after Friday. And if anything, that would just be a benefit for Jackson, right? Because they get rid of more players. Unless they're going to sell Jackson. So I don't think it's going to happen. Tom Meany still planning no harm. You got away with it this week. Missed penalty. What to do with Gabriel? A minus four or play Kabori? I'd be tempted to play Kabori, to be honest. The, the only thing with Gabriel is, right, you've got to get rid of him at some point, And he is going to drop value. So if that's going to be a problem with future plans, I'd possibly take the minus four. If not, I'd be tempted just to play Kabori. Am I saving one transfer to have two after the international break? Not necessarily. It really comes down to whether or not I want to make a defender transfer. If I don't, I'll just do Martinez to Sterling or Madison, and then that will be it. I'll just roll the other one. There's stuff could happen this week. We've seen, like, look at all the injuries the past few weeks. Loads of them. Nine in seven for our knee from game week five has Burnley, Brentford, Palace, and Luton for only 6.5. Yeah, he's a great option. Completely agree. Really good striker. He's another player that when he came into the league had really good expected goal numbers from previous league. Uh, just didn't always get the minutes or whatever, but now, yeah, looking really good. On penalties, probably... Uh, no, actually, I don't know if he'd definitely be on penalties. I think Gibbs White might take them. But still, good option for 6.5. Just not going to necessarily need them straight away, that's all. A lot of people probably have good forwards. They don't need to move on. So it could even be a differential for people that want to go for him straight away. Thoughts on Aouane and Antonio? Uh, I, I would ignore Antonio. I, I really want to see how they line up with Kudus in the team. I mean, it'd be a completely different... The thing is, Antonio obviously himself is probably not going to score a huge amount of goals, but he kind of allows everyone else to play off him because he holds the ball up really well, right? Almost like a, He's almost like a decoy, I guess. So I wouldn't go for Antonio because I don't know if he's... Like, he is their number one striker right now, but I don't know if that would always be the case. And the fixtures after Luton aren't great anyway, so i just wait and see what happens the next two three games before I look at Antonio. But Aaron E, we just talked about, yeah, good when the fixtures are good. Will we ever see Hoyland? Probably not until after the international break. I really like Kudus, mostly because he got me two goals, I think it was, when he was captain in the, uh, in the World Cup game. Uh, Pakatar isn't being talked about enough plus penalties the thing is, is there's just so many midfielders right so I mean look at my midfield for example would you swap any of them for Pakatar like in Burmo, Marseille, Saka, Fernandez, Rashford he just doesn't fit in and also even if I got rid of one of these players there's Sterling there's Madison there's Foden there's Matoma there's Eze there's another five for you that I think are all better than Pakatar right now it's just it's just so many midfielders I mean I was thinking this morning when I was walking the dog Maybe it would be good to start converting some of these midfielders to forwards just to split the players up a little bit. So we can start thinking about some of these other midfielders. But I guess all it would do is just, you know, some of the forwards we're looking at now, we probably just wouldn't go for, right? So I don't know if there's a perfect solution, really. Onana or Turner for game week four? Um, I, I think if they've both got bad fixtures, I would go for Onana, right? Arsenal away and Chelsea away. I mean, you could argue... I mean, you could definitely argue... I mean, it's not even an argument, right? Forest do have the better fixture. Uh, uh, Man United defence hasn't been great. I, I still think I would play Anana if it was me. But no no problem if you want to play Turner. Is it better to wildcard now or after game week four? That's not really a question I can give a yes or no answer to. Like, or, or say it is or isn't better. Because it all depends on your team. I, I suspect the answer is similar to game week three, though. Most people probably don't need it. But there might be some that do. Not looking good for Botman, apparently. Could be out for a while. That's really going to annoy some people because they would have started with him in game week one, probably haven't played him at all, and now he's injured just before they want him. Not ideal at all. 
I mean, it raises the questions. Do we still go for Newcastle defence? They're going to have Dan Byrne, maybe Lascelles in there. Probably Dan Byrne, right? But is that as good? Maybe. Maybe it'll be fine. And also, if, if Dan Byrne does play centre-back, which is who played today, will Lewis Hall then get a run in the side? Or will Mark, Matt Target have something to say about that? Could they play Alex Murphy? Probably not. Probably not. You bench Matt Cash. Uh, yeah, that sucks. But I bet you had three really good defenders. Because Lewis Hall for 4.5 million, pretty, pretty decent. Pretty decent. Burn as a centre-back is not good. Yeah, well, that's not, good. that's not a good sign then, is it, for Newcastle? I don't think Livermento will come in, right? Because Trippier is right back. I mean, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna ignore Newcastle, then I'd probably get Diaz this week. Just do Diaz and uh, just do Diaz and Sterling in for Martinelli and Saliba or Estupinian. I mean, in fact, right? Let me have a quick look at this. I, I don't know if I need Newcastle defenders straight away, so let me just bring up. Uh, let's bring. Let me just bring up my team, right? I will put it on the other screen as well. So this is my team for game week four. If you want to check this out, by the way, Fantasy Football Hub, links in the description below. Um, yeah, so game week four, right? I could... Let's just say I go Saliba. Uh, can I... Oh, I can't show you that because it doesn't work properly the way I've got it set up. Um, let's go Saliba for Ruben Diaz. So I'd have Fulham at home. I'd probably play Doggy ahead of Estepinian. I'd probably bench Estepinian for Newcastle. That might be a mistake. So that those three would be all right this week. And then in game week five, I'd have Ruben Diaz against West Ham away. I'd bench Estepinian again for Man United away. And I'd play Doggy and Chilwell against Sheffield United at home Bournemouth away. So I wouldn't necessarily need a Newcastle defender in game week five. And then in game week six, Estepinian's got Bournemouth at home. So I would definitely play him for instead of Udoggy. And then Ruben Diaz has got Forrest at home. And Chilwell's got Aston Villa at home. So I don't necessarily need a Newcastle defender for game week six. And obviously this is all hoping that no one gets injured. Go on to game week seven. Chilwell, Fulham away. No way I'm going to bench a guy that attacking. Ruben Diaz has got Wolves away. Uh, and then I guess Udoggy's got Liverpool at home. And Eshupinian's got Villa away. So maybe that week I could look at getting a Newcastle defender in. But by game week seven, the whole conversation will be changed again. And there might be someone else on offer. And by the way, in game week seven, I got Pickford against Lewin at home. So that's going to be a massive game week for me. So so maybe looking at that, I actually... Maybe I do just get Diaz this week. So I get Diaz and I take Martinelli out for, for Sterling. Let me just put this in here. Yeah, maybe that's just my team for this week. I mean, that looks pretty nice. Just use both transfers. I mean, I guess that, that that's the big question. Someone asked me earlier, is it worth... I can make this smaller, by the way. Can I make this smaller? Yeah. Someone asked me earlier, is it worth using both transfers or am I going to roll one into next week? So the question would be, is Ruben Diaz this week against Fulham at home worth using a transfer on to bench Estupinian or is it better to play Estupinian and have an extra transfer after international break? That's basically what I'll have to weigh up. But I kind of like the idea of making the move. I just the only thing with Man City defenders is none of them are completely nailed on, right? I think Ruben Diaz's minutes will be pretty good. I don't see him being benched anytime soon, but he could be. And when he is, I cannot be surprised whatsoever because it's Man City. And there's also very little attacking upside as well. At least you get a bit of goal threat from like a Fabian Cher or or, or a Trippier or something like that, or assist threat, right? So I'm not. I'm not sure. Why not go Edison instead? Because that's replacing a goalkeeper. That's not dealing with the defenders that might have different um, issues and stuff like that. So yeah, they are they are some things that I could look at. They are some of the things that I could look at. AZ, I have to pick two of the following. Botman, Brighton away. Well, he's probably going to be injured, so that's that's already out of your decision. Uh, hand, sorry. Gabori, West Ham at home. Saliba, Man United at home. Eshapinia, Newcastle at home. Uh, how would you go? Um, I'd pick the three that aren't injured. <laughs> Basically, Kabori, Saliba, and Estepinian, or I'd make a transfer. Lascelles surely starts for Newcastle alongside Cher, but I, I don't know if that I don't know if that gives me any confidence versus, you know, Dan Byrne playing there. I mean, Gusto, yeah, is another defender I could look at. 
here's my prediction for Gusto, right? For me, okay? If you've got him, happy days. If you're thinking about bringing him in, happy days. This is my thought process with Gusto. Reese James said he's going to be back in a few weeks. I'm going to take that as four to five game weeks. Uh, sorry, four to five weeks. When you include the international break, that means Reese James is probably going to be back by game weeks five or six. Which means if I bring Gusto in this week, I get game week four. I maybe get game week five. A much less chance of getting game week six as well. So I might only get him for two weeks. So for that reason, I will ignore him. You know what's going to happen? Reese James will either be out for longer or he'll be back. People with Gusto will keep him. And then Reese James will just get injured again, and then everyone will have Gusto on the bench. Happy days, whereas I don't have him. Plus, he's gone up in price. He's no longer 4 million. That's my prediction. I'm going to ignore him, and it's going to be a mistake. And by the way, if I get Sterling in, I don't have a slot for a Chelsea player because I have three Jackson, Sterling, and Chilwell. So, yeah, there you go. I always make predictions about how the narrative is going to switch, but this time I'm going to make a. A narrative about how it's going to go bad for me see gusto so sterling would lock me out of gusto but i have thought about this which one is better to go without because if i go with gusto he's only 4.1 million so it allows me a lot of money to spend elsewhere and instead of sterling i could go for madison whereas if, whereas if i go for sterling there's no four million pound man city defender or whatever right so you've got to spend a bit more money so it's, that's what i'd say so basically like sterling and diaz Augusto and Madison. Now, I think, again, in seasons gone past, I'd absolutely take Gusto and Madison because I would want that money for other moves. But what other moves do I need that money for, right? There's just none. So I'll probably go Sterling. I'll probably go Sterling and Diaz route, and Gusto will probably play 15 of the next 20 games or something like that. 15 of the next 17, whatever. Gakpo more nailed with Salah leaving. Salah's not going to leave, surely. Surely he's not going to leave. I just, I just don't believe it. Oh, what have FPL changed? After review, the assist for Liverpool's first goal was awarded to Diogo Jota. The error from Sven Botman was deemed a forced error, resulting as a consequence of Jota's pass. Ah, come on, lads. You owe me a goal for Solly March from last year and an assist for Edison. I'm gonna, in fact, I'm gonna tweet that. Any news on the Edison assist from last season? And like that is just a joke. But I'm gonna get so many replies that say, "Just let it go, would you?" I'll never let it go. I'll never let it go. Anyway, I'm losing track now. What am I talking about? I'm talking rubbish, probably. By the way, if you're enjoying the stream, all the rubbish, make sure to give it a like. Hit that subscribe button. I'm trying to hit 375k on YouTube before the deadline stream. Uh, sorry, before the international break, which is obviously this week. And we need less than 3,000 now. So it's definitely doable this week. And if you listen on podcast, thank you very much for uh, voting five stars. Sorry, voting up. Yeah, rating five stars is what I'm trying to say. That's really helping out as... Uh, well lots of people listening much appreciated also tweet me some feedback on the podcast if you're listening to this right now because i've been editing the stream to take out all the silences and stuff and so it's quite fast paced do you like that or should i leave some of them in let me know let me know on twitter send me a send me a dm or something who will rise in price tonight um a good question i don't know <laughs> is the honest answer let me see now uh what am I looking for? Price changes. So these are the price changes they have on Hub right now. Again, like as you know, these are never like I wouldn't ever say these are one hundred percent accurate. It's so difficult to predict price changes. But Vardiol possibly going up tonight. Saka, Haaland, I'm not sure about that. Edison, Akanji, lots of Man City players. In Burmo, Rodri's being sold now, so he's not going to go up. Anderson maybe, and then down. Uh, Lamptey might go down to 3.9 million. McAllister. Nkunku, possibly. Mudrick. No no one interested. Fernandez is going to go down in price. Do you know what? I don't even care. I'll take the price drop. I'd like if people didn't own him. Jao Pedro. I think when someone hits 90%, there's a chance. So Jao Pedro, possibly. Jao Pedro, possibly. Again, though, I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't get too hung up on price changes. One... But also, just because a player might go up in price doesn't mean they definitely will. But if you're if it's if it's tight for money, then you should go. If you're 100 percent sure that's the move you're going to make, like lots of people talked about early transfers this week. That's that's generally my opinion. If you're 100 percent sure that is the move that you want to make, and there's no European matches or anything like that, and money's going to be really tight, I'm happy with an early move. 
But for most other people, I'd be really careful. Like for me, I didn't move early on Martinelli to Sterling. So I'm not 100% sure I want to sell Martinelli. I'm not 100% sure Sterling's the one that I want to bring in. And I don't feel like I'm going to be locked out of any moves anytime soon. Oh, was that the, def was that the defender? Oh, hang on. Was that not Bruno Fernandes? Let me just check here. Sorry, i got to go back to... Let me see. No, it was Bruno Fernandes. Bruno Fernandes, potentially. Dropping in price. Not not definitely, but potentially. Chelsea played Carabao Cup in midweek. It'd be interesting to see who plays in that game. Who gets a rest? Who gets minutes? I've been listening to your podcast videos. It's easy for me during the week working by myself. Definitely prefer not as many edited out gaps. I also play your podcast in 1.5 speed. Yeah, the problem... Not, not to bore you too much with this... Like, it took me like half an hour, which isn't a long time, but, but on a Sunday night, when you've already done the stream, you don't want to be editing a podcast for too long. So you either do all the silences, or you just leave them all in. Like, it's one or the other. Because otherwise you've got to listen to each bit to decide which ones to take out. I just don't know if I have the time to do that and to get it out on Sunday. Like, I could put it out Monday instead. But then it'd probably be Monday afternoon. Not quite as good. Yeah, I, I mean... <laughs> It's interesting to see there's a lot less there's a lot less questions this week about whether or not to sell Man United players, which is interesting because they've got a much harder fixture than the week before. But as I said on the deadline stream, Arsenal away is tricky, right? For sure. And yes, there's sometimes goals in that fixture, and yes, Rashford playing on the counter could work well. But ultimately, Arsenal away is not a fixture that I would target. But after that, Brighton cannot keep a clean sheet, and it's at Old Trafford. Then Burnley, Palace, Brentford, Sheffield United, all good. Man City are home tough. Then it's Fulham, Luton, Everton. Like, I think up until game week 13, there's not really an issue with Bruno Fernandes or Rashford. I think Rashford was back on the left. Hoyland will hopefully be in after the international break. That will keep Rashford on the left where he's better. Now, that's not the only reason he did well. Like, obviously, a fixture like Nottingham Forest is, is good for him as well. But I think there's a lot to like. And as I said on Twitter, the problem that I'm having with both of them is that pre-season, because of his goal threat, I had Rashford ahead of Fernandez in terms of who I thought was the better pick. So he's he just from open play, he's just more likely to get you a goal than Fernandez is, who's more likely to get you an assist, right, which is less points. And I don't think I've seen enough where I would change my opinion. So if I was going to sell one, I should probably sell Fernandez, but I just can't bring myself to sell Fernandez. Like absolutely nailed on, no concerns about minutes whatsoever, and he's on penalties, and none of this deep talk rubbish. He's still getting forward. He's creating lots of chances. Could have had another assist from uh, Casemiro on the weekend as well. I don't know how Casemiro didn't score from that corner. So I, if I can't sell Fernandez, and I think Rashford's probably still better, how can I sell Rashford? So I've got to keep them both. Uh, Foden's two points up in your Foden versus Mbermo bet. He is, yes, that is true. Still four game weeks to go, though. Still four game weeks to go. Should have scored from Anthony's cross, yeah. I mean, I uh, I, I really like Fernandez. Saka, again, absolutely nailed. Minutes are good on penalties. I can't sell him. I love Mbermo. So that's why I keep coming back to Martinelli, really. And you know from watching all my videos, if, if you've watched all my videos like in pre-season and up until game week one, like I'm not the biggest fan of Martinelli in FPL anyway. Because just I'm always worried about his minutes or that Trossard will come on early or something like that. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind having to get rid of him. Not really a podcast if it's edited, is it? Do you really think podcasts aren't edited? Interesting. Interesting. You said that Saka isn't on penalties. I don't think I said that. I don't think I said 100% Saka is not on penalties. I never said that. I did think that Odegaard would take the next penalty, so I did get that wrong. Happy to put my, hold my hands up for that. But I never said it was a guarantee that Saka would never take a penalty again. But yes, I did get it wrong on Odegaard. Shaw and Jao Pedro to Carl Will. Shaw and Jao Pedro to Carl Will and Vissa. I'm not a big fan of Carl Will, to be honest. I mean, if I guess he could keep starting. I, don't, I think I'd rather go Gusto. And Wissa or to Alvarez and Gusto. Yeah, I'd rather go Alvarez and Gusto. I thought Alvarez was good today, by the way. A little bit unlucky not to return. Would have had the assist if Haaland had put the penalty away. He hit the post. He's on all set pieces. I really like him. As long as he keeps starting, which is always the problem with Man City players, I think he's really good. He's really good. Salah to Sterling slash Madison and Pedro to Isaac slash Wissa. Uh, yes, in theory, I like those moves. I mean, João Pedro has... João Pedro... About a bench twice in a row. I mean, I think 
Brighton would be better off if he started, but what do I know, right? There's a reason Deserby's the manager and I'm sat here. Um, but I would probably sell him. I wouldn't minus four to take Pickford out before Sheffield United away. By the way, that's for the previous question. Uh, but Pedro to Isaac Wissa, I, I would probably go Jackson or Alvarez, but yes, I think selling him is good. Pedro has got to go, and Rashford's the only way to only and only Rashford to make way. But if you've got to sell him, you've got to sell him. Um, you're a United fan. Oh, back United and sell Marseille for either Sterling or Madison. I've already done it with one uh, spare transfer. Yeah, but like, despite what everyone thinks, I, I don't tend to make decisions based on the fact I support Man United. Like, if I thought Rashford was worse than Marseille, I would sell Rashford, but I just don't think that's the case. I think arguably Marseille is my worst midfielder. But only because there's so many strong midfielders. Uh, Aston Villa fixtures are great. I mean, they've got Liverpool away and Chelsea away next three, so I'd probably say they're not that great. I mean, they'll probably score in both of those games, but I wouldn't say they're great fixtures. I mean, from game week eight onwards, they're pretty decent. With the fixtures coming up, I think we need to really consider a Chelsea treble up. Martin Southern just looks so obvious. Yeah, but does it does it look obvious because of the fixtures? Because they had Luton at home last week, right? I mean, to be fair, Martinelli had Fulham at home. Or does it now look obvious because Martinelli's blanked and Sterling's got 19 points? And don't get me wrong, I'm just playing devil's advocate because I'm probably going to make the same move. But it's interesting how obvious it looks when one player scores and one doesn't. Like if Sterling blanks game week four and Martinelli hauls, suddenly looks worse. Is Kyle Walker... Is Kyle Walker what? Is it time to sell Eze? Uh, I, I find... I find giving an answer to these questions quite difficult because it's very easy for me to sit here and say you should just hold on to him. Like, if you've had him since game week one and he's potentially going to go down in price again at some point, it's difficult to hold on to him. But I just think they've got three home games in the next five of Wolves, Fulham and Forest. That's in game weeks four, six and eight. And in between, it's Villa away, Man United away. I guess they're not that easy. I, I, I just I feel like Eze's been a little bit unlucky a little bit unlucky maybe not to have anything up until this point I, I think Eze comes down to if you've got the transfer the luxury of using one on him then use it but if you don't I wouldn't be panicking about him I still think he's a pretty good pick again I'd rather have him Burmo but I've said that all along That's not. I've not really changed my tune on that who do I sell Salah for? I've got Madison, Sterling, and Burmo, Saka. Uh, the move reason is cash for Trippier next game week. The thing is, if you don't need to cash this game week, I would just hold Salah. Unless you've got two free transfers and you need to use one. I, I would go for a Man United player, probably. But you don't need to do it this week. So just hold Sa Salah this week and get the Man United player next week. Forest is not the easy fixture we thought they would be. And Man United just put three past them. And didn't they score two of them before... They scored two before the red card as well. And also, I watched I watched that first half, albeit on my phone, so it wasn't uh, wasn't great viewing. But I, I watched it and thought, if that was a more cohesive attacking team, they would have scored more goals than Man United did against Forest. I didn't think they were that great in defence, and I, I don't think we should see it as a hard fixture at all. And, and that's not hindsight. I said that before this week. Uh, Chelsea hype after playing Luton. Yeah, but they got Forest at home next, right? Then Bournemouth away. They've got good fixtures coming up. And also, the hype for me was before this week anyway. It's my first time playing FAL this year. I'm in the top 100,000. Very nice. Why did I take Saliba out? I've just put him on the bench. I, I mean, I might play him second bench or something like that. But I've got Man United at home. I'd expect Man United to score, basically. I mean, they might not. Arsenal's a good defence. But I reckon Man United score in that game. Oh, yeah, we haven't talked about this. There can't be many Jason Steele owners because we haven't had any questions, but we're still not starting for Brighton. Who do you think is the best 4.5 million goalkeeper option? Personally, I would have gone Johnston, but Palace now have Henderson. I think it's absolutely Flecken. If I could choose again, I'd go Flecken. I'm a little bit annoyed about uh, with myself as well because he was the one that I had in lots of my preseason drafts. But I think it is him, yeah. Better defence than Everton. No issues in terms of... You know, Dean Henderson coming to his club. I think it has to be him. Maybe Sanchez at Chelsea, but I also think there's three good outfield players as well. I wouldn't go Leno. I think the Fulham defence is rubbish. He, he got lucky in game week one to get such a big haul. So I, I personally wouldn't wouldn't go there, I don't think. Thoughts on time with Sterling? Don't mind it. Don't mind it. Ariola and Leno. I, I, don't, I just don't... Fulham defence. Don't get me wrong, I've got Pickford, I, and I'm not saying he's good either, but I just don't think Leno's good. 
What did you, what did you think of the Burnley performance? I didn't watch it because I was watching the Man City game. The Burnley game wasn't on TV. Um, has an explanation been given about Bayer? I think he's. I think he's. Uh, I think he's just a short-term injury. I think someone actually messaged me. Actually, I should have replied to them. Um, I saw this after. Oh yeah. Jordan Bayer not in the match day squad apparently got a slight injury and should be back after the international break. Um, oh, there we go. Now confirmed. Vincent Company hopes to have centre back Jordan Bayer. Is it Bayer? I think it's Bayer, isn't it? Was it Bayer? Back after the international break after missing today's games. Their initial fears the injury was worse, so it's positive news on that front. There you go. So it should should um should be fine after the break. If you're relying on Burnley players, that is. I guess it's handy to know for the bench, right? This is how I did last week. 56 points. Would I remove Gabriel or Shaw? Whichever one's dropping in price next. I mean, I guess Luke Shaw because he's more money to spend elsewhere. Trent is guaranteed 10 assists a season. Uh, I don't know if he's guaranteed that. But yeah, he'll probably be right up there. I'm not sure he's a good option to buy right now. Udogi is painful on the bench. He, he is, but again, I've, I've spoken about this quite a lot already. Like if if I if I've been sat there on the deadline stream on Friday, like I really don't know whether to play with Doggy or Saliba. I, I, you know, it's so close. I'm going to flick a coin. I'm going to go for Saliba. Then I'd be annoyed. But I was I never even gave it a second's thought about playing him. And you could say that's bad because I should have given it some thought. But I, I don't think it was a bad decision. So I'm not that worried. I think Kudus would be six point five million. We all need Jesus literally to win our min leagues. Uh, yeah, could be an option. I don't think you need him to win your min league, though. What do I think about Son? Um, I, my main thought about Son is I probably wouldn't buy him, but I do think he might get a chance at number nine soon. And if I had Richarlison, I'd probably be selling him, even though they've got two good fixtures coming up. That's my main, that's my main feelings around Son. I've had a good start. I'm on 193 points. However, really bad game week for fixtures for my team. Is it a good idea to go for the free hit? Nope. Almost certainly not. You don't even necessarily need to wait for a double game week. I personally prefer using free hits in blank game weeks. There'll be lots of discussion on this as we get closer to using it. And some people will go double game weeks. Some people will go blank game weeks. Ultimately, there's almost no chance you need to use it now. You're always going to have a week where the fixtures don't look great. Like in game week two, the fixtures didn't look great for me. They look better in game week three. In the end, I got the same points in both. Next week, I get it. Man United and Arsenal playing against each other. It doesn't look great. But if those players are good long term, then you can just keep hold of them. And it's almost certain that you don't need to free hit, I would say. Like I don't want to I don't want to put people off doing it, but it's so useful later on in the season. It, it really is. So try not to use it now. What should we do with Anana? I'll probably just keep him. Stupid goal for Walker to give away for City. Vardy was on for bonus too. So I've only got Haaland in my FPL team, but I'm playing Sky Fantasy this year. And in one of my fantasy teams on Sky, because you get two, I've got four Man City players. I've got Haaland, Rodri, Diaz, and Vardy And so those clean sheets would have been great. I think defenders get five points for a clean sheet as well in, in Sky. I could be wrong. So yeah, not, that's that's actually the th like. So I was watching the game. And I was thinking, I really need this Man City clean sheet on for FPL. Then I'm thinking, there's 50 grand on offer for Sky. I could do with a could do with a clean sheet. So you get you always. Get, it's like Salah playing. I was like, I've not got Salah in FPL, but I do have him in Sky. Watkins as well. I have got Watkins in Sky, but not in FPL. And people always say things like, "Oh, it's good because then if they score and okay, they dent your rank in FPL, you don't mind because you own them in Sky." I don't think like that. I want them to blank if I don't own them in FPL. Oli, the Swiss watch Watkins forever ticking over. I know, another assist. by I haven't seen the game because, again, I was watching the Man City one, but apparently he was a little bit unlucky not to score. So I think Watkins owners could consider themselves unlucky, I would say. I think Foden owners should also consider themselves unlucky because if he was ill, like I'm sure he would have started today if he wasn't ill. That's a bit unlucky. Although you could also say they did get lucky with the way the assist happened because he basically miscontrolled the ball and an absolute great shot from Rodri. You get 50k every stream. Good point. But another 50k would be nice, right? I, I said this on the deadline stream, though, didn't I? So you've just got to get through the... Whether you When you make a transfer like Watkins or Jackson, or when you ignore a player that lots of other people are going for, you just need to get through the first week. So now that Jackson has outscored Watkins by two points, and Foden has only got an assist and was on the bench... I feel much calmer about it now. I don't mind not having Watkins or Foden for next week because this week it went okay. Whereas if Foden had smashed it and Watkins had massively outscored Jackson, 
then there'd be lots of kind of regret. So that that's one move that's worked out, all right? There's going to be loads more over the next kind of 35 game weeks where it won't where it won't work quite so well. Yes, if you've got a spare transfer, Gabriel has to go. It's There's clearly something else going on there while he's not being played. Maybe it is just tactical. Maybe when Zinchenko is back, it will be Gabriel that plays. But I don't think there's... Um, I don't think there's a need to hold on to him, really. Yeah, I, I wish... Once the clean sheet was gone for Sheffield United, I also wish they would just hold on as well. But Rodri is proper clutch. All right, I think I'm going to leave it there. Obviously, we've got loads more videos to come this week. Watch list tomorrow transfer tips game week preview team selection all that kind of stuff deadline stream final thoughts so we'll keep track of all the news as we go any new signings as well i'm sure there's going to be a load of new signings that come into the league this week so we'll talk about them the impacts from an fpl point of view all that usual good stuff thank you very much for joining me if you're watching on youtube please do make sure to give the video a like hit that subscribe button i'm trying to hit 375k before the international break and if you're listening on podcasts and you haven't done so already make sure to rate five stars on whichever platform you use that really helps it's working very nicely at the moment i actually think on spotify in the uk sports charts we're above the fpl pod at the moment let's keep that going so rate five stars if you're listening uh, all links you need in the description below and if you want to sign up to fantasy football hub all the links for that are in the description below as well i will leave it there Give it a like, hit subscribe. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. I'm going to go and edit this podcast because, yes, podcasts do get edited. And um, I'll catch you again tomorrow. Thanks for joining me. See you later. Sports Social Podcast Network.